Hey everyone, it's time for a live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology for July 10th through 16th, 2023. Jeez, I almost said 2022. Um, yeah, sorry for a slightly uh, late start. It's always like right as I'm about to start, my dog starts barking, but nevertheless, here we are. And I hope you all are well because, you know, like there's some things that's going on and Second half of July has a very different vibe than the first half of July. I would say that the first half of July brings up a lot of emotions, a lot of soul searching, a lot of existential questions. And then second half of July, you know, there's, it's like things are starting to move us in a new direction. So we got lots to talk about. Um, we got Mars in Virgo today, Mercury in Leo tomorrow, and uh, we have a whole host of things next week. So in a way, we are getting ready for the bigger changes starting next week. But uh, for those that are watching live, I, I see some familiar faces. Uh, good to see you all again. Um, thank you for joining me every week. You know, we gather live to talk about the astrology. Uh, you, how are you all doing? How are you all feeling this astrology? And you know, you hear me say every week the astrology is 50% you are the other 50%. And that's something that I'm really going into a bit further with my students that are doing my module one course. It's really to get into the energy and the symbols and the archetypes that really uh, that are behind maybe a lot of the signs and the planets that we think we know. We think we know because we, you know, maybe read some astrology books when we were kids or some things we were on the internet. But what does each sign mean? What does each element mean? How are they all interwoven, inter intricately? That's the word I'm going for, intricately woven. And how do they really show us the beauty of creation? for example. Um, but yeah, if you're watching live, say hello. Again, I see some familiar faces and, and, and I have to say this from time to time, kind of switching gears for a moment, because um, I always get those like messages, those direct messages that say, oh, you know, somebody has cloned your account. Like I, somebody scammed me out of money. I will never <laughs> approach you and sort of uh, ask you for a reading. I will never, you know, somebody said they sent them money. I was like, no, don't, don't do that. And then some of you actually are my clients, at least the ones that are here um, and live. And so, yeah, you know the type of work that I do. I would never, never do that. But um, anyway, that's my little periodic uh, public service announcement. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate, but um, and it, it happens here on Facebook. It happens on Instagram. My account gets cloned and then I use, it's not just me, it's other people in the industry, people who are astrologers, people who are tarot. Um, but anyway, that's all I need to really say. Um, but yeah, we let's, let's just dive in. Let's just talk about Mars going into Virgo today, July 10th. So every six weeks, Mars goes into a new sign and it takes two years for Mars to go throughout the entirety of the zodiacs. So last time Mars was in Virgo, for example, was the end of July 2021, August of 2021, and the beginning of September of uh, the first few weeks of September of 2021 as well. Typically, Mars spends six weeks in a sign, but as we learned when we had Mars and Gemini for a very long time, from I think that was August of 2022, all the way to just this past March, which I guess March feels like another 
country at this point, but just this past March, Mars finally left Gemini. So we had Mars in Cancer, Mars in Leo up until earlier this morning, and now Mars is in Virgo. So what is Mars? Mars is the drive and action. It's the motivation and power of the chart, of the astrology, whether it's your own personal astrology, whether it's all collective astrology. And Mars is something called a personal planet. It means it really talks about how we personally live life or experience life. So depending on when you were born, you have Mars in a particular sign. I have Mars in Sagittarius, for example. Right now, Mars is in Virgo, and um, if Mars is drive and action, power, motivation, it takes that energy and it applies it towards Virgo. That's what the that's we're, we're doing some astrology here. A little hopefully hopefully not too intermediate. A planet is sort of like you know what is happening, and then the sign is where is it happening and how is it happening. So if Mars is drive and power and motivation, it's happening in Virgo right now. When we go through each of the 12 signs, I'll say, okay, well, where's Virgo for you? Where's Mars right now? But collectively, it means that we are now uh, you know, driven and motivated to do thing, all things Virgo. What's Virgo? Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac. It talks about service. It talks about organization. It talks about this, this, what I call the small systems that run our lives. And what's sort of the small systems? There, this is our schedule. This is our routine. Um, you know, a very simple way to think about small systems is like when you move, suddenly you have to figure out, okay, well, where's the grocery store? Like, who's going to do my dry cleaning? Like, where do I get all the things that I had all in place when I lived in my old place? And if it's a new state or new town, you got to sometimes start over. It's kind of annoying, especially if you're really used to your routine and everything flowing a certain way. But sometimes we need to shake up the small systems. Virgo is the sign that really you know, talks about how do we take care of our life, whether it's these systems that I just referred to or health and wellness. And Virgo is a very service oriented sign. So these are things that we're really feeling uh, empowered and motivated and driven uh, to accomplish. You know, Virgo is very much about accomplishment. It's a, it's a it's an earth sign, so it wants to see what we're doing. It wants, you know, it's not intellectual and theoretical. It, it's like really kind of getting your hands dirty. So Mars and Leo, I love Mars and Leo. Mars and Leo is a vacation. It's a holiday. It's it's play. It's fun. But Mars and Virgo is, you know, the, the, the holiday's over, the vacation's over, and now we have stuff to do. So over the next six weeks, we're getting back to old projects, uh, especially with Mercury retrograde in August. We are starting new projects. We are focusing on our health and wellness. We are getting things organized. Uh, we're doing all the Virgo things. And Virgo is one of the, uh, the signs of learning. And I actually talked about this in my uh, module one class, is that the four signs of learning are... Gemini. Gemini is just the, the the ideas, the information. It's very rough and raw. Virgo, next, this is what's called a mutable sign. <clears throat> Virgo takes that and has critical thinking. Like, what does this start to make and build and organize? And then we have Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is about knowledge. Like, I've, I've studied the books. I've taken the test. I have the degree. But... We don't always think of Pisces as a sign of learning, but it actually forms the, the last sign in the mutable cross, which is I've integrated so deeply that I can teach it 
I can share it, I can transmit it. So it's the difference between just learning things and being able to sort of repeat them versus very deeply understanding and then to the credit of Pisces, having it reveal something inside of you. That's sort of the, the magical side of Pisces that I don't think we always realize is there. And something, and since I'm on the subject of Pisces, Pisces is the two fishes, the last sign of the zodiac, which we are all getting very uh, 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 intimate with at the moment because Saturn is in Pisces and it'll be in Pisces for the next few years. But Pisces is the two fishes. It says at the end of life, the physical body stays here. The spirit body goes someplace else. Where does it go? That's, that's for the you know mystics and for the philosophers to talk about. But Life can take us one way, life can take us another. The, the mutable sign that comes after Pisces is Gemini. The whole cycle starts over again. Gemini is the sign of twins, it's the sign of duality. That said, you know, with Pisces, this is, you know, I'm saying this because I had a conversation with a client. She's like, you know, my, my, my father, my ex, I forget who it was, was a Pisces, and he was like, not the, the the spiritual lofty Pisces that you would think of. It's like, well, remember, there's a duality in Pisces, and they're not always, you know, these sort of high, what I call high Pisces, like high spiritual Pisces. But that side exists. It's a, something that we need to cultivate. But then there's the other side. It's when we feel lost. We don't feel like we have anything to hold on to. We, we lose hope. That is the other side of Pisces. So let's tie this in with Mars going into Virgo, which it'll be in Virgo for the next six weeks. Mars is now sort of trying to get us to have a little bit of reality check. And now that it's in Virgo into next week, although you could argue that throughout the next six weeks, Mars is opposing Saturn. In traditional astrology, the Mars-Saturn cycle, and I think even, you know, and I, and I have a modern approach, but I use a lot of traditional tools, I think it's one to watch. You know, we had the Mars-Saturn conjunction on April 4th of 2022. Now, here we are, a little over a year later, we have the opposition. A conjunction is a beginning, an opposition is a dynamic moment when something reveals itself or we have to resolve two opposing forces. Mars and Saturn um, can really align with major events. Um, in a very traditional way of looking at Mars and Saturn, especially the opposition, it is a reality check. Sometimes we get the no with Saturn. Why do we get the no? And you know me, I love Saturn. We get the no because it doesn't work. It's not practical enough. It's not gonna take us into the future. It can't build anything. Our actions, Mars, are not enough, Saturn. But that's only one way of looking at it. Saturn wants to build. Mars is actually exalted in Capricorn. So Mars and Saturn, um, you know, actually, you know, it's not a bad, you know, pairing of planets, but it reminds us that we sort of need that power of Mars. We need the motivation, we need the drive, we need the leadership in order to build for the future. Saturn. Saturn talks about what are we becoming, whether it takes our whole life, whether it takes a year, whether it takes seven years, and Saturn likes to work in these seven-year chunks of time. So what are we becoming? And so maybe next week, especially this is our one of our big check-ins with Saturn and Pisces, and Saturn has been in Pisces since March 7th. So this is three years where Saturn, 
lessons, structure, work, uh, learning, um, needing to put things back into balance, things taking shape and taking form, we are now starting to see what is starting to take shape and take form now that Saturn is in Pisces. I say now because it's been since March, April, May, June, July. Do that on my hands. Um, yeah, four months with Saturn in Pisces. And, and Saturn is such a major player in anybody's astrology because it really aligns with these build times in our life, whether it's a, a relationship, a marriage, the birth of a child, uh, your career taking shape and taking form, whether you hit a personal milestone or you feel the pushback of Saturn when you realize, oh shoot, you know, I need to make sure that this is different because this is not working. And you know, sometimes when I do my teach about Saturn, like Saturn can come to us in three forms. It comes to us as the life coach, comes to us as the parent. Parent is this is not working, you're not eating your vegetables, you're not doing your homework, or it's the cops. This isn't working. You've transgressed. This is not this is going against the rules. Saturn. So it's, it's, we'll have to see you know, how is Saturn revealing itself to us next week. Now, if you are what's called Mars ruled or even Mars ruled chart, you're Aries rising, you're Scorpio rising, you're Scorpio, you're um, an Aries, this is going into a big week next week for you. It's you, you know, Saturn is saying, cross your T's, dot your I's, do everything above board to you know, make sure that you have accountability, that you are maturing and 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 i've seen it in my own life these saturn transits sometimes i mean hopefully when i'm doing my work right like you know you get the pat on the back you know an authority says hey good work keep doing it here i'm gonna give you more responsibility that's what saturn likes to do but um you know i think there's a very practical vibe for us to really step into over the next uh you know five six weeks with mars and um with with virgo but it's just going to be very curious to see how do we get the opposition with saturn because i think this is one of those big times when we start to see like what is saturn and pisces all about because saturn is matter and manifestation it's the physical world it's not anything to do typically with pisces pisces talks about the world beyond our world the world that we can't see it's not to say that nothing's taking shape and taking form over the next few years, but primarily it's emotional. It's about emotional connection, emotional depth. It talks about how do we integrate things on a deeper level? How have we learned things, not on a book learning level, I mean on a spirit and a soul level. And how do we sort of align our lives with a greater purpose and meaning? And I, maybe this is a tall order, we're, we're, we're human human beings but you know remember you know, Pisces is the two fish two fishes you know what are we building while Saturn's in Pisces and for those who are old enough you know what was some of the themes that came up while Saturn was in Pisces from 1994 1995 1996 because Saturn takes 30 years to go through the zodiac for example so that's our big aspect for this week we have Mercury going into Leo. Uh, Mercury is the voice of the chart. Mercury is the action. Mercury is moving from Cancer, making opposition to Pluto right now. And then it's going to go into Leo. So Mercury and Leo is typically like communication is about performance. It's about creativity. It's about taking the spirit of ourselves, Leo, 
and putting it into the things that we say. It's, it's, it's not to say that everybody is going to be into performance for the next uh, few weeks, but I think Leo is such a beautiful sign. I think sometimes it's un underrated because it really can connect us back to the things that give us joy, give us passion. Let's not forget that Mercury is the sign of choice. So how do our choices align with the things that are in our heart, for example? That said, and I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a preview of next week, because this week we are in the dark of the moon. Not you know, It's really towards the end of the week that we're in the dark of the moon, which means we're coming to the end of the lunar month. Every four weeks, we have a new moon. We had a new moon on June 18th. This was the Gemini new moon. That brought in a lot of energy of Neptune for us to wallow in um, over the past few weeks. But I think that the Neptune energy is trying to get us to do the soul searching, to ask ourselves the deep questions, to listen to our intuition more, because it's really hard to listen to our intuition if the mind is always in the way. For example, we have a new moon on Monday, June 17th, not June, just Jeez, July 17th, next week. Um, and so that sets us up for a new lunar month, one that will be lived through the lens of Cancer. This will be a new moon in Cancer, 24 degrees. It's opposing Pluto. This new moon is the last new moon in Cancer that will be opposite Pluto in Capricorn for another 250 years. Yes, that's absolutely true, because by the time we have the sun in Cancer next year, Pluto is back into Aquarius. It'll go back, but anyway, um, this is this like really intense energy that is going to be with us for the next four weeks. Cancer is what is familiar, it's the past, it's memory, it's emotions, and opposition to Pluto says something needs to transform and reform. So there's this intense energy that's starting to build up. And then also next week on the 17th, the lunar nodes change signs. And for some of you, you don't know what the lunar nodes are. Maybe you do because you're smart, pay attention. But uh, if you don't, um, the lunar nodes are these two points in the sky. They are the two points in the sky that make eclipses happen. And when you put them into the astrology chart, they're not physical bodies, but they create this really charged axis your own lunar nodes, that's, that's a, things will happen around your lunar nodes that really mark your life. That's a whole other conversation. Um, you know, and me as, a, as an astrologer, when I sit down and I look at a client's chart for the first time, I'm looking at Saturn, I'm looking at the lunar nodes. Collectively, uh, the lunar nodes are like, where's the story arc? Where's the story arc right now? Over the past 18 months, since I think it was January 18th of 2022, the North Node has been in Taurus. The south node has been in Scorpio. That's where a lot of the story has been happening. We've had eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. South node is the past. It's this well of memory. It's where we, we have to sort of go back and, and, and work on things. There's karma there for us to work on. And it's an area where it's a little bit complicated. This is, you know, the 18 months before that, you know, from May of 2020, until uh, uh, January 2022, the South Node was in Sagittarius. We were working on our Sagittarius. What do we believe in? What do we stand for? What do we think is true? What is fair? What is justice? Um, and then before that, the South Node was in Capricorn. But I'm kind of getting off on a tangent. But 
North Nodesman and Taurus, so the collective north point, like on the compass for everybody, is to move towards Taurus, find stability, find security, come back into the fertility of life. There is no fertility in Scorpio. It is the sign of decay and endings. I'm saying this as a Scorpio. And then it's going to start to shift. And so the North Node is going to go into Aries next week. South Node is going to be in Libra. So North Node, Aries, collectively, we now have to start to reach towards Aries, our individuality, our ability to go after what we want, to sort of go after our desires. Aries is ruled by Mars, to find our bravery and courage. South Node in Libra. Libra is relationships. Of course, it's other things. But Libra is where we learn to socialize and interact with other people, to, to negotiate and compromise. If everything was Aries, we, we would just be like, I don't care about you. It's what I want. And Libra's like, wait a second. Let's figure out something that works for everybody. But the South Node's going to be in Libra. So we need to look at where we overly compromise where we don't, you know, we, we sort of sacrifice our needs, our wants for somebody else. Sort of the shadow archetype of Libra is like, no, everything's fine. I don't, I don't want anything like you, you, you it's all you, it's whatever you want. And you know, maybe actually the opposite is true. And all that, and all that resentment is seething beneath the surface. So over the next 18 months, we're working on our Libra. We're also doing work on relationships because Aries and Libra is the axis of relationships. Relationships is not all capital R relationships. These are your, your partnerships, your marriages, for example, but it's how do we show up for other people? How do we connect? How do we interact? How do we socialize? The South Node in Libra starting next Monday says that we've got work to do course we have work to do we're still living and breathing on this planet so let's see we have the nodes changing signs next week we have a cancer new moon we've got mars opposite saturn this is going to be on the 20th of july we are preparing for venus retrograde on july 22nd i will talk more about that next week but it's just to say that you know as we get into the dark of the moon this weekend maybe chill out maybe don't you know kind of you know go too hard because we've got some bigger astrology oh the other thing i wanted to mention because it's not just those things is that we're at the midpoint of the eclipses what i've noticed as an astrologer that that three months after the eclipse which means three months before the next eclipse tends to be a very powerful time and sometimes when we see the eclipse we didn't see it in april may we're seeing it now. It's a crossroads. It's uh, I, you know, kind of don't want to necessarily use the word portal because it has a little bit of new age context, but it's like time bends when we get to the midpoint of the eclipses. The sun squares the lunar nodes, which it will next week. Time bends. Things come in and out of our lives and the events of next week and maybe even the week after typically have a deeper meaning for example so we had that aries new moon on april 20th of 2023 so three months ago this is this the middle point between the um october 14th libra solar eclipse on the uh the 14th at 21 degrees so pay attention because we can get a little bit of foreshadowing of events to come in October. That's the crazy thing about eclipses is that it, it's like, what, what is time? You know, it's something from the you know, future aspect is being manifested 
now, for example. Anyway, so it's just something that I've noticed, and especially if you are an Aries or a Libra, um, you know, you are going to have eclipses in your sign. Um, you know, the end of this year, that solar eclipse I mentioned, next year there's going to be eclipses in Aries and Libra. And so these are two signs, Aries and Libra, where a lot of dynamic change, shifts, new beginnings, new directions are going to happen. But we've we've got time before October, but just really to see what's happening right now, because sometimes it can give us a lot of insight on the eclipse that we that we had and the eclipse to come, for example. Um yeah, that's uh, that's sort of my, my bigger overview for this week. So let's look at the astrology for each of the 12 zodiac signs. Just your friendly reminder to uh, listen for your sun sign, listen for your rising sign, listen for both. I, I'm personally of the opinion um, that it is both. I see both, um, but you do you. That's the most important thing. So let's start with Aries. Aries, so Mars is your planet, wherever it is, whatever it's doing really sets the tone, uh, the major sort of, uh, you know, October, you know, really sets the major direction for where or you know, what's happening in your life right now. And so Mars has been in Leo for the last six weeks. Maybe it's been about having fun. Maybe it's been about um, uh, just really kind of feeling yourself and, and getting creative and doing the things that you love and romance, passion, you know, everybody's different, of course. Mars and Virgo, the next six weeks, getting back to work, whatever that means to you, like getting back to a project, starting a project, focusing on getting your life organized, getting the systems flowing, showing up on time. Virgo is a very practical and grounded sign. Ergo, you're going to feel very typically uh, very grounded and practical. We have to look at Mars in, uh, in, in Virgo against the backdrop of Saturn and Pisces. So one of the major themes in your life right now, Aries, is that you're in a time of endings. Saturn is in your 12th. So this is a time where the last 30 years, the last 28, 29 years are really starting to pull away and dissolve. One fish is going this way, one fish is going this way. Symbolically, it's like going through the boxes of your life and really deciding what you want to bring with you. For some Aries, this is a very existential time. One that really, uh, sorry, streaming, continue recording. Hopefully, I think I lost my connection, but I'm just going to keep recording. Um, but yeah, um, Aries. So this is going to be a time when um, hopefully you can maybe if you can't hear me, but it'll it'll be uploaded. Um, Aries, this is going to be a time when you have to really uh, reconcile the past or reconcile this previous journey that you've been in over the last uh, 30 years, if you are that old. How do you take all these existential ideas and all these deeper emotions and feelings that are uh, starting to you know get you to ask you know big questions? You know how do you put that into your life and how do you find the balance between your spiritual life and your physical life? But you may feel, and we'll talk about this next week, that this is a time that's really uh, you know getting you to face your stuff or setting up a boundary, pushing you to take the next step up, for example. Taurus, saying this, I think more for the recording because the streaming cut out, but Taurus, 
Taurus. So your planet is Venus and it's been in Leo for quite a little bit at this point because you're coming up to a retrograde next week. Now, retrogrades are no big deal. They happen in the case of Venus. They happen every 18 months. And so this is your time for 40 days. Yes, 40 days starting on the 22nd to pull back, to reflect, to go inward. Life cannot always push out. There has to sort of pull in. It is the natural receptivity of life, for example. That said, um, you know, as Venus starts to turn retrograde, you know, maybe you know, pay attention to the themes that are happening, the things that are coming up for you as you go into next week and you begin that retrograde process on the 22nd. Leo for you is about home, family, past, memory, um, and maybe needing to, uh, you know, over the next 40 days, this was the 22nd all the way to the 4th of September, do a lot of deeper inner work, Go look at childhood memories, look at themes about home and family and patterns. And for some of you, where is home? Who is home? Maybe this is all against the backdrop of a move, for example. But um, it's, keep this in, in the context is that there's been a lot of big changes and transformations in your life, in theory, over the last uh, four or five years. And that's bound to have shaken something up and, and maybe some emotional stuff has to, to align with a lot of the bigger changes that have been happening in your life. That said, Mars opposite Saturn. Saturn is in your is in your 11th, your sign of community, friends, society, humanity, the groups that you're involved in. Mars is a relationship planet. Now that it's in Virgo, it's really getting into these deeper themes around self and individuality. Who are you? You know, who are you? How do you connect with the world? But I would say pay attention to the opposition next week. It's a big check-in and it's time for something to pivot so that maybe this is about these bigger changes coming into play in your life. Um, Gemini, Gemini. So your planet is Mercury. It's just about to leave a cancer. And for you, cancer is your sign of money, income, material stability, material security. So that's starting to shift because now Mercury going to Leo over the next few weeks, you're focusing on voice communication. How do you think and listen and learn? And so this space is where you really get to play. You get to express yourself. Uh, you get chatty. You, you want to take classes. You know, education is a priority. Maybe you're working on a manuscript. So it's really to find your voice. And, you know, anybody can open their mouth. But are you taking who you truly are, which is the spirit of you, and putting it into your words? And maybe that's like a deeper point for you to think about. Uh, that said, Mars opposite Saturn is a big deal for your astrology. Why? Well, Mars has just gone into your sign of home and family. It's, um, you know, over the next six weeks, maybe there's a move, maybe it's something about your parents or, or your family, your household. Maybe it's getting into these deeper questions about where is home and who is home. I've noticed when Mars goes through the fourth sign, things are not quiet in the home environment. So maybe that sort of noisiness or movement or change is happening, not as a physical move, but you know, the kind of things happening around the household. Saturn is in your career sign. It's been there since March. It'll be there till 2026. So this is a 
major opposition that really sets the tone for a lot of the you know, focus on career and sort of the duties and responsibilities that you're taking on and how this is a major, you know, sort of chapter in your life over the next three years. Um, cancer. Cancer, it's almost the end of your season. If you are born near the end of the sign, especially as you go into next week, you know, you, you have the, the Pluto opposition right now. And, and if you're born around right now, um, you, you already went through it. But I'm saying this, like if this is an intense new moon, especially if your, your birthday is around the, uh, the 17th of July, the 18th of July, uh, you know, even into the, the 20th, um, and 21st it's like a lot of things are coming up right now and how do you go into this next personal year of yours stripping away a lot of the things that you don't want to bring with you going forward uh, that said you know mars has now gone into virgo and virgo is your third sign of voice communication how you think and listen and learn and you may have a lot to say over the next uh, few weeks into the next six weeks. And maybe that's your chatty, maybe you, you're, you're typing out emails, maybe you, you're, you're going to the manager, <laughs> um, maybe you like really, you know, something wants to come out of you. It, Mars is typically not the diplomat, and I'm just saying this sort of, sort of forewarn you in case you sort of say something and it, you know, kind of, you know, hits a mark, for example. Saturn is making the opposition to Saturn, and Saturn is in your sign of uh, knowledge and wisdom and how you think and listen, or how you, what do you believe in, or what do you stand for. So next week's opposition, which we'll talk about you know, this next week more, it's more ideological. It's more about education and communication. It's more philosophical. What do you believe in? What do you stand for? How do, how do your words and how do your choices align for that, uh, you know, for example. Um, but Mars is a career planet for you. So this might tie into your professional life, your responsibilities, your duties, the choices you're making, the responsibilities that you have in your professional life, and maybe uh, an ideological conflict at work or where you have to really assert, like, you know, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. This is my philosophy, for example. Um, Leo, Leo. So it's almost your season and now Mercury is going into your sign tomorrow. And so this is your first little inkling that, you know, maybe Venus was your first inkling when Venus went into Leo that like, you know, your season is starting to approach. That said, you've got one more week where you're sort of wrapping up the, the past year, you're reflecting, you're going in, you're resting. And you're preparing and the irony is that you have this new moon next week which we'll talk more about and this new moon is of like it's like on one hand you are you know going into your birthday season but on the other hand you got kind of one foot in the past and sort of wrapping up something and letting something go and that's going to be different you know, depending on who you are um so you know, as you start to, you know, with Mercury going into your sign, you might feel that life is starting to pick up. You got some movement, you got some mojo, but you still got one foot in the old story, for example. Uh, Leo, um, you know, with uh, Venus turning retrograde, Venus is your sign of career. 
really see how they're, it's, if it's not career, it's direction, it's the duties and responsibilities and the role that you play in the world. See how that's starting to come up as a theme as you prepare for the Venus retrograde on July 22nd and how Venus will ping off of Uranus, you know, just your friendly reminder, you're five years into a seven year chapter of reinventing your professional life. It's not to say that the 40 day retrograde means that nothing's happening in your professional life, but it does mean you have to go to something from the past. You have to look at something from a different perspective. You have to reevaluate something, for example. That said, Mars going into Virgo, and Mars is your sign of home and family, um, but it's going into Virgo, which is your second sign of money and income. So this could be purchases for the home, it could be purchasing a home, it could be property, it could be investments, it could be these deeper questions about value and worth, and even the story that you inherited from your family around money and income, self-worth and value. Mars is opposing Saturn. And it's just your friendly reminder, and we've talked about this, is that Saturn is going to spend three years in your eighth sign. And this is the time when you really want to, you know, the next few years, I know that maybe you don't want to hear this, but I got to be a real astrologer for a moment. This is the time for you to really do that deep emotional work. And maybe you already do. That's great. Um, but it's, it's sort of my personal philosophy. When Saturn is in the eighth, we're not meant to do this alone. We're not meant to sort of walk through our personal underworld, eighth, by ourselves. So make sure you've got emotional support. You've got counselors. You've got whom whomever you like to call upon, for example. But this opposition might get into these bigger themes about emotional stability, emotional safety. Am I safe? Can I open up? Can I trust? Can I release? Can I let go of the past? Can I let go of all this family stuff that I still carry and these deeper and psychic and emotional and sometimes physical inheritances that I have, for example? Um, Virgo. So Virgo, uh, Mercury is your planet, and it's just about to leave Cancer and go into Leo, where it will spend the next few weeks. So Leo is the last sign in your personal astrology. It represents the end. You are coming to the end of a personal story that happens every year. Mercury, by and large, spends about a year going through the zodiac. I know it's 88 days around the sun, but with the retrogrades, by the time it's back and forth, it takes about a year to go through the through the zodiac so over the next few weeks what are you letting go of what what sort of emotional psychic and sometimes physical real estate are you sort of moving and letting go of to prepare for something new in your life typically when mercury is in the 12th you don't have a lot of energy it's more internal you want to spend time alone for example uh, but that said, Mars is sort of the irony of your chart at the moment. You have one foot in the past, and then you've got Mars now in Virgo. Mars is like hitting the gas. It's like you're hitting the gas, but then one part of you is still trying to wrap up the old story. And so Mars in your sign gives you a lot of power, gives you a lot of motiva motivation to get things done, to be extra Virgo. Um, for some people, Mars can make you a bit impatient, sometimes a little sharp, um, but Mars is typically not the diplomat. It just gets, gets things done, for example. That said, and remember that comment about diplomacy, because Saturn is in your relationship sign. It'll be there for the next few years. So you're in this bigger chapter of your life where it's about building relationship. That doesn't have to be capital R, marriage, partnership, whatever you want to call it. 
but how do you connect with people? How do you how how do you have people in your life to support you to to help you to build help you to build your life? Um, you know, do you feel alone or or do you feel like you need to individuate more? For example, it can't always be about what somebody else wants. Like, don't forget about your needs too, Virgo. Sometimes you can easily defer to other people. But that said, for some Virgos with whom this is a time about serious relationship and partnership and the milestones that come with it, the next few weeks and going into, you know, August is a time when you're seeing major events possibly happen in relationship and also your life. Um, Libra. Libra, so uh, the south node is going into your sign next week. We will talk more about this, but if you're hearing me talk about the eclipse that's going to happen on October 14th of this year, this is all in preparation for the more dynamic changes that are going to happen in your sign. It's a time of new beginnings. It's a time of letting things go. It's time where you have to do look at the deeper work about yourself and about relationships and how do you show up for people and how do people show up for you for example. But that said, Mars has changed signs. It's gone into Virgo, which is your 12th. When something uh, important goes into the 12th, this could be with the sun, it's, it's, it's Virgo season. It could be Mars in this case, Saturn, although that was in 2008, 2009, 2010. It's, you've come to the end of a cycle. You've come to the end of a chapter. I know the word endings makes people nervous because we don't always want to think that, you know, things are ending. But just think about the growing season of life. You know, things are not always growing. It's not always summer. It's not always things are not always in bloom. And so this is the preparation 12 for the new life when Mars gets into Virgo in six weeks. Typically, traditionally, when Mars is going through the 12th, you don't have a lot of energy. I'm just going to put on a traditional astrologer hat for a moment guard your health, take your vitamins, make sure you're getting, you know, the, the sleep and, and the rest that your body needs, because typically you'll be more fatigued and you might even be more physically susceptible to things. It's a very traditional way of looking at Mars in the 12th, but that's not the only way that we look at Mars in the 12th. Mars in the 12th is more typically more spiritual minded. The action Mars is happening outside of this world. Whether you meditate, whether you pray, whether you go on long walks by yourself and you do like do a lot of soul searching, Mars in the 12th. For some people, Mars in the 12th means retreat, going within, not talking to anybody, some sort of recuperation, for some people rehabilitation. And because you know, Mars in the 12th is a great time to let things go, including things that you are attached to. So you have to really go through that inner work over the next six weeks. It's all preparing you for the new beginnings of Mars and Libra and also the eclipses to come in three months. Do keep in mind that Saturn is in your sign of health and wellness. So this really intensifies this bigger story about health, whether it's spiritual health, Mars in the 12th, or physical health, Saturn in the sixth, and really trying to find the balance between your physical life your non-physical life, but really pay attention to your health and wellness. Everybody's going to look at this differently. Not that I don't cause any alarm. Just uh, you know, use this positively. Maybe there's something that you know you need to change, and you can use this energy to make a lasting and positive change. Um, Scorpio. 
Scorpio, you are Mars ruled. So Mars is opposing Saturn into next week. Although I would argue that throughout the next six weeks when Mars is in Virgo. So for you, Scorpio, you know, Mars leaving Leo means it's left your career signs, left the top part of your chart. The, the past six weeks have been about really pushing out into the outer world, into the professional realm. It's about really building your professional life. And now Mars in Virgo is, okay, what's next? What's the plans for the future? What are your hopes and dreams and wishes to come? You know, Mars in the 11th is uh, really helping you to see the bigger picture. And it's also bringing you to, beginning at least, to bring you to the end of a long personal chapter. And this has been over the last uh, two years, for example. This part of your chart is also about friends, community, society, humanity. Um, who do you belong? Like, who are your people? Who's your tribe? Who, how do you feel connected? Do you feel connected? And maybe you're going to be getting involved in a lot of social issues, social causes, or getting involved in groups. Other people may need your attention at the moment, need, may need your service, Mars and Virgo. Keep in mind that Saturn is in your fifth, so the opposition that's playing into next week is really getting into these bigger themes. Well, who are you? You know, how do you really uh, you know, take yourself and take your talent seriously and make sure that there's uh, reciprocity is not the right word because I think it really implies some sort of transaction, but how does the world see you? How does the world see your talents, gifts, and abilities? And finding the balance between you and other people how you share yourself with the world and, and sort of your individuality, but also the fact that you're not an we're not we're not complete individuals. We are part of a collective. So really trying to find the balance um, between the two. But next week, you know, because you are Mars ruled, it might might be a major week for you. Who knows? I might you know every every Scorpio is going to live this differently. But um, you know, you, maybe it'd be really nice that the South Node is finally leaving Scorpio on um, the 7th, not the 17th. Yeah, the, yep, the 17th. I just think, you know, South Node in Scorpio has been kind of a bummer the past um, 18 months. Um, not, not for everybody, but I just think that it, it's just, it's been kind of soupy, kind of swampy with the South Node in Scorpio. It's, it's been more about other people than it's been, been about you, but that will change and we'll talk about that next week. Um, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So Jupiter is your planet. Just your, just your friendly reminder that Jupiter will be in your sign of health and wellness into the next year, May of 2024. That said, you are what's called a mutable sign. And so Virgo is a also a mutable sign. And this means that now that Mars is in Virgo, it's gone into your career sign. The last six weeks have been more philosophical, more ideological. Like, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What's your wisdom and knowledge? Well, now, like, okay, let's go into the world. Mars in your professional life says the next six weeks are about taking on duties and responsibilities in your professional life. Maybe you have to, uh, you know, you're really trying to push yourself out there in the world. Um, you know, Virgo is very different um, than, than Leo where Mars was. And I think that was really kind of giving you a lot of fire energy, a lot of creative energy. But now all that creative energy needs to go into something. Even if it's a philosophy or an ideology, it has to become something physical. 
So the next uh, six weeks are really, you know, really requiring you to take the step up in the world to focus on your professional life, to really show up for your duties and responsibilities. But this is a major time in your astrology because you also have Saturn in your fourth. And this is sort of four months into a three-year process of trying to figure out where's home and who is home. Mars at the bottom of your chart is a very fundamental and foundational time in your life. And we're only four months into it. It means we only have a glimpse of what this is going to actually build and become over the next three years. Typically when Saturn is in this place, um, you you move, you, you get a home, you start a household, you get married, there's a baby, like all these sort of traditional things typically happen when Mars is in this place. If it's not those things, it's about really becoming anchored in your life, putting down roots, even if those roots are within yourself. So there's this big tension point in your astrology between your inner world, your inner needs, um, but also your professional life and your professional needs, for example. And this is sort of putting you at a little bit of a crossroads. So we'll see how this is starting to really um, you know, take place in your astrology next week. Uh, that said, Mercury is a major player in your astrology. It is your sign of career. It's your sign of relationship. It's getting out of the eighth and it's going into the ninth. And so for the next few weeks, you're really focusing on that sense of, you know, again, kind of like with Mars there before, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? And, and maybe with the fact that, um, you know, Mars in the, the ninth is more about sort of shooting its mouth off. <laughs> so you're like, no, this is, this is, this is my philosophy. This is, what, this is my soapbox. This is what I believe in. But I think Mercury in the space, it's like, it's more about the speech, the voice, um, what are you writing, the choices that you're making, how are you communicating? But this is all going to bring you up to the retrograde uh, next month in Virgo, which we'll talk about. Capricorn, I know I'm doing this for the recording. It stopped streaming during Aries, but what, 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 what am I going to do? So yeah, Capricorn, Saturn continues to be in Pisces, but this is a, you know, going into next week, a major, potentially a major time in your personal astrology. So Mars is your sign of home and family, whether it's your household, where you live, um, right now it's gone into Virgo and Virgo is your sign of, you know, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? The beliefs, maybe the beliefs that you've inherited from your family, um, you know, maybe like, how do you align your life? Um, you know, the sort of the, the, you know, showing up and sort of feeling like, you know, you, you have your people, the people that you believe in the same thing you do. But Mars is going to pose Saturn. And so this is a little bit more of an ideological op uh, opposition. You know, Saturn is you. Mars is drive. Mars is family. Mar uh, Mars is also friendship and community. And like, you know, really having to make some decisions or some commitments between you know, the things that you believe in, the things that you stand for, and like maybe, you know, family, maybe home. And then maybe that's the tension. Like, how do you resolve all those tensions but you know every of course Capricorn is going to live this differently but it's to really see what is the story that's coming up as you go into next week Aquarius 
Aquarius, so Saturn continues to be in your sign of money, income, material stability. You'll be there for three years, so you'll get cozy. Just remember that, you know, because this is a longer transit for you, you know, you're ruled by a slow-moving planet. It's not a good nor bad, but it just says that your life has these three-year chapters. And so what, right now, what is being required of you, Aquarius, is for you to really take your material life seriously. Taking your material life seriously doesn't mean like spending lots of money or it's all about money. Of course not. You know, for some people that is, you know, maybe that's that's what your jam is. But, you know, this is a time for you to make sure that your material life is secure. You're making the investments. You're you're hopefully making the, the money that you need in order to take care of things. You feel that you have enough that this, that this part of your life is solid, for example. You could be, in some cases, getting into these deeper themes about value and worth. Then there's Mars. So Mars has just wrapped up. It spent seven, you know, six weeks in your relationship sign. And sometimes when Mars is in the relationship sign, it's not quiet. There's a lot of sometimes drama about other people in your life. Not always. You know, maybe it's just been a lot of activity. Maybe you have a lot of fun. I hope so. But Mars going into the eighth gets into these deeper themes about intimacy and especially stuff from like the past and family and that deeper emotional core that you have. But yeah, intimacy, like, am I safe? Can I share this? Can I share this with a partner? Can I open up about this? Um, and maybe it is money and finance and property and estates and investments. But that opposition for some uh, Aquarius is, is very financial, whether that's literal finance, whether that's sort of these uh, you know, abstract concepts about value and worth and money. And for some Aquarius, it's emotional, it's trust, it's opening up, it's, it's intimacy, maybe it's even sexuality. Um, but how does like you really kind of, you know, open up to somebody and really build deeper relationship? You know, for you, Pisces, Mars governs your sign of what do you believe in? What do you stand for? Maybe you're going to have to really you know, be like, no, like, this is what I need. This is you know, how I see the world. This is what I believe in, for example. But it's also um, the ruler of your of your sign of, um, gosh, uh, spiritual beliefs. And like, maybe there's, you know, getting your material life in alignment with your spiritual life. Finally, Oh, wait, no, I got to back up. I got to back up for Aquarius. I said Mars is not your spiritual sign. Kind of like went into Pisces mode for a second. But like Mars is your sign of home and family. There's there's that. There's that. And Mars is also um, your sign of voice and communication. How you think, Lindsay? I'm not doing this right. It's your career sign. See, I'm doing the backwards astrology. It's your career planet. And it's your sign of voice and communication. So maybe these bigger questions about value and worth, it's not uh, philosophical, sorry about that. It's not even spiritual. It's about making sure that you know, you're really building your, your worldly profile and really getting what you need financially. Finally, 
Pisces. So Pisces, Jupiter is your planet and Jupiter is in Taurus, your third sign of voice and communication. How you think and listen, learn. It's going to be there for the next, you know, until May of 2024. So this continues to be a time for you to be curious, for you to learn, for you to explore, for you to travel, for you to focus on your education, writing, for example. Um, but that said, Mars, and you are what's called a mutable sign Pisces, Virgo, which is right opposite you, is where Mars is now and will be there for the next six weeks. And Mars typically, when it's opposite you, or it's in the, not or, and it's in the relationship sign, it's not quiet astrology. And for some Pisces, this is a time when you might feel like you're a little bit on the back foot, like you have to sort of stand up for yourself, or maybe there's something that's happening between you and another person. Mars is not a diplomat and you know to the best of your ability how do you try to be diplomatic with Mars in your relationship sign Mars is a, a sign or a planet that talks about value and worth for you it also talks about ideology what do you believe in what do you stand for and so what is the, the worth of you know your beliefs for example but that said the action Mars is happening in relationship not just capital of our relationship, partnership, marriage, um, but also small our relationship, other people, how do you interact and socialize, for example. Um, but Saturn is in your sign. And, and keep this in mind, Pisces, and we've talked about this, I'll say it again. Saturn is only four months out of a three-year chapter of being in your sign. This is the push for you to be more mature, for you to handle things, for you to take the next step up. Mars and Saturn, especially Saturn, may show you where something is out of balance. Something needs your attention. Um, you have to create a new system. The old system's not working. Um, the relationship's not working. Or you know, maybe this is a milestone for you. It's not a negative thing, not that it has to be, but it's really about this next step up and this evolution of self, this sort of the building of this new life that requires for you to stand on your own two feet. Um, that is happening at this time. But um, you know, Saturn in your sign says that it's 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 a little bit of hustle time, it's some hard work. Maybe you're feeling like you can't necessarily rely upon people as much. It's it's more on you. There's pluses and minuses to that, of course, with everything. But use this to your advantage. Like really take on the mantle of something. Be the adult in the room. Um, really set some goals and see how July really informs or is sort of a stepping stone and as, as part of a bigger story for you. So there you go. That is your look at the astrology. Not so live at the moment because the feed cut out, but thank God it's recording. Um, that is your look at the astrology of July 10th through 16th, 2023. So we got lots to talk about next week. We got the nodes changing signs. We got uh, Cancer New Moon. We've got the Venus turning retrograde. What, and, and I'm pretty sure there's something else. Oh, we're at the eclipse midpoint. So we'll talk more about that but uh you know always lovely to see you live when when we are live and if you're watching on the replay it's lovely to see you too please say hello i know a lot of you are my clients and so i really appreciate that you invest your time with me and you know don't fall for the scammers just you know all you need to come to me or whomever you trust um but that said follow me online at empoweringastrology.com i'm on facebook i'm on instagram 
I did sign up for threads um, one thing at a time. Um, and um, of course, I'm on Spotify and YouTube as well. Uh, and every week I create a newsletter first thing Monday morning for you to sort of get, you know, what's going on with the astrology. So until then, have a wonderful week and take care. Bye bye.